0: Bonjour, ladies and gents, Jeremy in the house, how are you? All good in the hood, I hope, and I hope you're having a fantastic Sunday. And we are over Wobble Week. Now, a lot of people, you know, I had an, saw an interesting question in the group, and it was asking that, uh, do people have wobbles on Wobble Week just because it's called Wobble Week? And, you know, the reason I call it Wobble Week is it's a huge psychological thing. Because a lot of people do struggle in the third week because they do push a little bit too hard in the first and second. And also, you know, what happens is when you are aware of that and you get over it, you tend to be more focused coming into this week. We are, however, ladies and gents, still only halfway through the Santa Shred. Whoa. We're halfway there. Whoa. <laughs> uh. I love that song. It is one of my uh, favorite songs. And I had to do a a rip-off version just in case I didn't get my live taken down for copyright infringement. But we are halfway through, ladies and gents, and we do have another three weeks to go. And I'm super, super excited with this Q&A because the questions which you asked on this Q&A were fantastic. There are some fantastic questions which I am going to go through right now. And answer as many as I can during this Q and A session. So let's get rocking and rolling, shall we? Kirby asked this. I am really struggling with the lives, particularly around my knees, etc. Any suggestions? One of the things that I would say, Kirby, is have a look at some of the exercises which are causing you, you know, pain that are. You know, really not worth doing as in the risk is going to be more than the reward make a note of them and then what we can do is we can suggest alternatives because you can swap certain exercises out that are really really hurting your knees you know focus on push-ups focus on other body parts which you want to work instead and that can be the best strategy for that but I do is just make a note of them and if you want any advice on swapping it around, um, message us in the help desk and let us know. Will, my question is, how many evil laughs did you do whilst writing the Train Heroic sessions? Here's the thing, like, a lot, <laughs> because the thing is, I don't want to make the workouts too easy. And sometimes when you actually write down a workout, it looks very different to actually doing it. And this is of course why, why, ladies and gents, I do all the workouts too. So I can test and adjust each and every year and go, and that was really good. That was, you know, that needed tweaking, that needed improving. And that is why, you know, a lot of the workout programs are really, really good, or at least I hope so. Um, But yeah, they are difficult, they are challenging. And one of the things that I do on this Santa Shred is I make the workouts challenging because if all you do is the home workouts, they need to be challenging enough to do by themselves. If you're just doing the gym workouts, of course, they need to be progressive and challenging enough by themselves. One great thing that you're going to notice is we've just finished the first cycle of the training program. So we're going to go back to week one's weights and that's going to really surprise you because you're going to be noticing the difference in probably how much you're lifting uh, weight-wise in this week four compared to week one. So it's a very exciting next few weeks for that. Uh, Katie asks a great question. uh, What's the most important thing that I've learned about my body and mindset in the last few years? I think one of the most important things is just how much that you need to kind of look after yourself. You know, when you are younger, you don't do a lot of the things that you know that you need to do. You don't sleep enough. You don't stretch enough. You don't drink enough water. You don't eat healthy food. You don't manage and minimize stress because you don't really need to because you're young. But the older that I get, the more I take it seriously. I take my sleep very, very seriously, which I never used to. I take my nutrition very, very seriously. I take my stress levels really, really seriously. Because all of these things compounded over time in the next 20 to 30 years will be a massive difference between my quality of life, not only, you know, day to day, but me spending with other people and how long I stay on this planet. And a lot of people don't think about these things, but I very much do. Now, it's the reality of this is that, you know, hopefully all of us are going to grow pretty old in our 60s and 70s and 80s and maybe even 90s. And what I would love and what is my focus is to have just as much of a good time in my, you know, my 70s and even 80s as I am in my kind of 40s and 50s. And the only way that I can pretty much try and guarantee that is by looking after myself. So it's all of these things that I'm looking at doing, and you know this isn't down to extremes; it's down to consistency. Okay, it's, this isn't living like a monk. Uh, it is making sure that I have non-negotiables in place each and every week that are going to contribute to that over Twenty days, and if you took that on the entire shred, you know you, you're looking at about you know day and a half worth of food. And that's just for one cap. Let alone two caps if you're doing it with two meals. So just be mindful of it. One of the things that I do on my diet when I'm being, you know, pretty strict and tracking things, is I will allocate 15 mils of oil for all of my meals, and I'll actually just add 15 mils of oil to my NutriCheck. And 15 mils of oil is around 140 calories. Okay, so it's equivalent to a small chocolate bar, just for putting oil on my food. The alternative that you have is to use something like Fry Light, um, which of course isn't many calories, or you know, or use some kind of alternative like that, and that's absolutely fine. You but you might want to have some oil, and uh, just make sure you account for it, Emma. Uh, I've done the four weights workouts in-app every week, but I quite often forget to click the share with coach option. Does this mean that it doesn't show I've done the workouts? Firstly, a great question. And the answer is no. We get to see what everybody logs and adds onto the uh, trainer work. So that sharing with the coach only means that it shares it with people on the top of the workout when they go to do it. That's that's only it. So we we still see that. So don't worry about that. Uh, Mark, on the gym workouts, I struggle to get more than three reps of pull-ups while doing the supersets. Is it better to use a band to get more reps or just do uh, less reps at body weight? Firstly, Mark, great question. Uh, I'm assuming you meant the 10-10 supersets. And with me, you know, very much just after doing those rows, I was probably getting about six to seven pull-ups. So I used a band okay and one thing that you want to do with your pull-ups when you are tracking them is to put your body weight in because you are essentially pulling up your body weight so if I do full pull-ups I weigh about 91 kilos so I put in 90 kilos if I use a band what I do is I take that 90 kilos and reduce based on the band so if I use a 20 pound band instead of putting 90 kilos I put 80 kilos if I'm using a 40 pound band uh, I'll put seventy kilos. So it's not hundred percent accurate, but when we're looking at it on a consistent basis, I want to see that progress. Okay, so yes, use a band by all means for that. Use band. I did. I used that. I, I think I used a. I think I used a twenty-pound band on that just to get those ten good reps. Uh, but great question, Mark. Uh, Claire, will there be a January shred? Hmm. Will there be a January Shred? Uh, good news and bad news, ladies and gents. So let me start with the bad news because there is some good news. The bad news is no, there, there won't be a January Shred. However, I have been contemplating very deep about what it is that I'm going to offer you guys after the Santa Shred because one of the things that I want to do is keep you on track over Christmas. And that's not that you're not enjoying yourself, but I want you to still be hitting some workouts and keeping in track in January because January is the most miserable miserable time of the year so having a little bit of accountability having a bit of support and having um, a good amount of workouts is vital what I will say is I'm you know I'm planning on uh, offering you something so you can carry on the workouts so you can get like a weekly live with me over December and January and um, and you've heard it here first ladies and gents I am having a UK seminar, a live seminar, in January on the 14th in Leicester. I'm going to be announcing tickets next week. And um, for those of you who are, of course, on the Santa Shred, if you carry on with us in December and January with what I'm going to offer you, you'll get one of those tickets for free. So not only will you get... You might remember back at uh, the beginning on the welcome welcome document when I um, showed you a picture of your total daily energy expenditure we've got your BMR which is your basal metabolic rate we've got the thermic effect of food we have the thermic effect of exercise and we've got NEAT so the biggest um, kind of manipulator of your calories is going to be that NEAT hit Okay, it's very intense, but it's very short. So, although you're probably burning a lot of calories in a short space of time, it's still only a short space of time. So, you know, a good HIT session you might be doing, you know, twenty-one minutes, let's say, and that might burn three, four hundred calories. But you can get you can burn three to four hundred calories just doing uh, ten thousand steps. Now, which one's quicker? The HIT, because of course you burn more calories in a shorter period of time. But HIT can also be very, very um, in on the body and you know people that get exhausted doing very high intense sessions the causation of that might cause people to move a, a little bit less during the day so actually although you might be burning a lot of calories in the short period you might be burning less calories throughout the day because you're moving less there's so many thing factors and things to think about and this is why I always come back to this that The best way to burn fat is to know how many calories that you need, is to make sure that you're under those calories um, and depending on what you do to keep under those, eating less, moving more, a combination of the two, make sure what it is that you're doing is enjoyable because if it's enjoyable, maintainable, sustainable, and you can see yourself doing it a year from now, it's going to get fantastic results. So it is not the best to burn fat, the thing that you enjoy doing, and if you enjoy doing hit, then yes that is the best thing for you because you enjoy it. Um, Adam great question what effect do diet drinks uh, sorry do fizzy drinks have although zero calories going down in the pub and having three pints of diet fizz makes you feel bloated but what are the other effects and here's the thing a lot of people have a bee in their bonnet when it comes to diet fizzy drinks because they're not good for your health they're not good for this they're not good for that and the dangers in the dosage. You know, a lot of people will use things like uh, a, I think it's called aspartame or aspartame, and a lot of people think, "Oh, that's poisonous." That's they, you know all this bollocks. And the danger is in the dosage. It really, really is. If you were drinking thirty-eight cans of diet Coke a day, seven days a week, maybe that's going to be a you know that will damage you. But three pints of. Um, you know diet coke it's not going to do anything apart from make you you feel bloated because you're drinking a lot of carbonated um fluids but it's not going to do much okay because there's no calories in it and that's the reality of it regardless of what people say oh you know it's all got these um these sweeteners that mess with your hormones there is no it's bollocks it's completely not bollocks Okay, there's been so many studies um published to show um negligible effects okay so it's it's don't worry about it. A lot of people just really get bee in their bonnet with this. And they're like, oh, you know, uh, it's dangerous. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, if a person, which every single person here on the Santa Shred is watching what they eat, is exercising and dropping the body fat levels, you know, that's not going to make a, a blind bit of difference. And it keeps you on track and stops you drinking your calories. As in, you know, if you compare that to three pints, which is probably 800 calories, it's going to be a lot more beneficial for your diet. So do not worry, Adam, about your fizzy drinks. Uh, Andrew, uh I'm only three pounds down. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You are three pounds down. Um, I'm trying to press the applause button. There we go. You are three pounds down. As someone showed in here, three tins of beans down. Okay, celebrate that. Uh, should I reduce now, but keep protein high? I uh, have a lot of weight to lose, and already uh, stuck to it. Normally, I would have lost more at this point. Everything is going well. I'm just shocked. To, um, I'm not forever long. Would have expected five to six pounds at this point. Here's the thing, uh, and it's it's important to look at this, Andrew. Like at this point, okay. So one of the things that I always get people to think about is, you know, people say, "Oh, when I usually do this, I'm I get I lose this weight at this point." Um, And this is a a really important uh, thing to think about at this point. I've got a lot of weight to lose at this point. So to a lot of people, that suggests that you've been trying to lose weight multiple times. So at this point, when you've done it in the past, you've got to a certain place. So if we understand that the things that you were doing in the past weren't the best things to do, then what I would say is that we shouldn't be looking at the difference between that program and this program what we should be looking at is habits routines and enjoyment because it's something that I said last week you know if this was slower okay if this was twice as slow as the things that you've done before yet it's more enjoyable you can see yourself doing it a year from now and you know that if you just stick to it that you're going to get the results that you want but not only are you going to get the results you're going to keep it there is which one's better And the one that's better is the one that you're never going to say again, when I usually do this, I do that. Because there is no, when I do this again, there's no repetition because we've got the habits and routines and we're learning. So one thing that I would say is, if this is slower and more enjoyable, it's the perfect thing for you to be doing. A pound a week, three pounds in three weeks. If you did a pound a week for a year, that's 52 pounds. You might not have 52 pounds to lose. But if you put it in that perspective and you're enjoying what it is that you're doing and you're trusting in the process, then don't be annoyed that you're going slower in this because it might be because you're doing the right thing. So if you want to, by all means, make a small change this week, but three pounds in three weeks is nothing to be sniffed at. Okay, Connor, how to stay on track working a shift pattern? I have a week of lates that always breaks my routine. It's understanding this, that one of the things about shift work is that you're up probably later. You probably are on your feet a lot more. So I'd just be aware of how many steps extra you get on your night shift versus on your day shift. How, um, where when you get hungry at certain times, because it's all about like, It's all about timing your meals. It's all about knowing how long you're up, how long you're asleep. And it's getting into that routine. Because if, for example, you're up normally three or four hours more on a night shift than a day shift, then I would account maybe a few more calories because you're moving a lot more depending on your job. You know, I would probably add an extra, if you're up like four more hours on a shift, I might add an extra 200 calories a day on your night shift. I'd also be very aware of when you're hungry because when you move from that day shift to your night shift, uh, chances are you're going to be obviously eating um, at different hours, you know, late at night, early in the morning. So be aware of times when you're hungry. And then once again, you know, a lot of the night shifts, very much like the, the day, you're going to be looking at your calories as a whole for the week rather than on a daily basis because the change in times, uh, the change in sleep patterns, et cetera, et cetera but the calories allocated for the week should be the same how you allocate them based on day and night is totally up to you based on you know your energy levels your sleep patterns your the time that you're up etc i I hope that helps but a lot of it is testing and adjusting and you know assessing yourself because some people you know have different routines and if they do it's it's understanding those things that i just said Uh, i hope that helps uh, Claire, still struggling to get steps in how can I make myself get up and do most of them before work one of the things I would say is that ask yourself am I likely going to get these steps in and if the answer is no then don't feel that you need to get those steps in One comes back to what I said You know, if you can't get those steps in it just means that you'll need to eat less food and if you don't want to eat less food then that's fine then get those steps in my steps, and it's really interesting because I used to walk a lot and do C-dips. And since I've had my kind of cold plunge tank, I've been doing, um, I normally average 12,000 steps a day. In the last month, I've been averaging 7,500. So that's about four four and 4,500 steps less per day, which is a lot. Yet, I'm dropping weight and I'm in the you know, best shape I've been in this year. Why? Because although my steps have gone down, I've spent half an hour each session longer in the gym, which means I've moved a lot, I've lifted a lot more. I'm drinking a lot less alcohol and minding my nutrition and diet so much better um, in the last month, which of course, significant impact. I'm also getting one extra training session and I normally train four times a week. Uh, I'm training five times a week. Plus, I'm also getting the Santa Shred home workouts in Um, so although my steps are down it's a good thing because I'm doing extra work so it's just understanding that you know if you're if you can't get those steps in it doesn't mean that you need to get them in it just means that you need to make a tweak in other places so hopefully that makes um, sense Claire Okay, so I'm away from Saturday to Tuesday in a hotel for my birthday and master's graduation. It's not a chain hotel and I'm sure Nutricheck will be able to pick things up for the menu. How do I limit the damage? One of the things that I normally do when I'm tracking my macros, when I'm you know on Nutricheck and I'm going to a hotel or all that, is I take uh, snacks with me. I take foods with me um, or I go to like a Tesco's or that and I just stock up. Because normally most of these hotels do have a fridge, and if they don't have a fridge, then I have non-refrigerated snacks um, in there, and that comes down to you know like, like my maybe my protein desserts, my protein shakes, you know, lots of different protein snacks that I have, um, or going to somewhere like Tesco's and you know eating the pre-packaged salads, whatever. I do what I I can do if I am in a hotel. And the menu is not in a chain. Um, two things I would do. I would normally look for a chain. But if there is no chain. Because of course NutriCheck has all the tra- uh, chains on there. Then I would just go a little bit. Um, plain with my foods. And I don't mean boring. But if I'm at a place and I'm being good. I, I will normally choose steak. And I will change the chips for potatoes. And I half have salad. Or I will pick the chicken or the light options. Um, most Most uh, restaurants and most hotels now have calories on the menu um, or I go for the light option. So hope that helps. It's just little strategies uh, to enable you to win. So I hope that helps, Sarah. Uh, Emma, uh, I've given it another week, but now only lost two pounds in total. Two pounds once again is fantastic. Should I drop now? Um, Yep. If you feel that you're tracking everything and you can honestly look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yep, I've tracked everything. Oils, milk, you know, the lot. Make that change, okay? 100 calories a day, make a small drop. Uh, do I think body tracks scales are accurate? I'm not a big fan of all these big um, body tracks things. I mean, at the end of the day, if it picks up data on one day and it picks up data on another day, you, you're going to see a tweak and change. Um A lot of them can change, and I wouldn't trust it with its body fat levels because a lot of that's based on height, you know, it's based on you and how much water's in your body. And it's, you know, if you jump on that and then down a liter of water and jump on it, you'll change your body fat percentage by three or 4%. So I always question the accuracy of them um, because if something is measuring you too much and you're, oh, yeah, I'm I'm up there, I'm down there, Um, I've lost this, I've lost this, but I've gained here can sometimes mess people's heads up because there's too many measurements over that weight um so I'm not a big fan of you know body tracks and stuff like that I'm just a fan of hitting the old scale keeping on track that way and visual okay visual how you're looking how your clothes are feeling because that's what makes the difference okay that you're feeling uh better in yourself um but once again two pounds is nothing to be um sniffed at Chris, uh, first time Shredder here. What happens after the Shred? Do you follow on guidance? Last year was very different to this year. This year, I'm very much focused on launching a brand new program in Feb, which I'm very excited about. I have an event which is going on, uh, a live event in Leicester on the 14th of Jan. And uh, I'm very much focused on giving you an option to carry on after the Santa Shred with me in December and January, um, which is the first time I've, I've done this, which I'm quite excited about. Um, those who do not want to, I am also going to do a little bit of a what to do now on the Santa Shred. So it's giving you some advice for Christmas, giving you some advice for the new year and some important takeaways. So either or there will be something going on um, once uh, the three weeks we've got coming up has finished. Paul, any tips on beard growth while trying to lose weight? Paul, without a doubt, the most uh, random question in the world and the most random question Uh, gets the most random uh, photos. For those of you who are listening back on the podcast, you're not going to be able to see these. But I once grew a beard. I did once grow a beard back in 2017. Would I grow one again? No, probably not. Um, Weight loss and growing a beard, I have no idea. Okay, Um, the only advice I can give you on beard growth, because beard growth with weight loss, you know, they're two different things. You know, you can gain weight and gain a beard. You can lose weight and gain a beard one thing one good tip that someone gave me about growing a beard is you're going to go through a really annoying stage with it where it grows and it looks awful and you've just got to suck it up you just got to get through that that awful stage which can sometimes be 2 or 3 weeks and it's that stage where most people like shave because everyone's looking at them like oh what's wrong with you because you look very unkempt but you've got to just soldier on <laughs> and you've just got to let it grow out Um, so that is my advice just based on uh, the one time in 2017 uh, why I attempted to grow a beard Helen, uh, I've been on a well-known fad diet in the past is it true that if I don't eat regularly throughout the day say I have breakfast, skip lunch, then have an evening meal it will be harder to lose weight as my body will store more fat than if I ate at regular intervals and of course Helen that is bollocks absolute bollocks it doesn't matter if you have one meal doesn't matter if you have 10 meals it really doesn't matter what matters is exactly what it is that you're consuming calories and macros and that over a sustainable period of time because at the end of the day you know the law of is the law of thermodynamics okay so it wouldn't matter if you ate three meals um, and if you're in a calorie deficit, you lose weight. If you ate three meals and you're in a calorie surplus, over a period of time, you gain weight. If you ate one meal and you're in a calorie surplus, you still gain weight. If you ate one meal and you're in a calorie deficit, you would over time lose weight. So don't worry about that. Um, a lot of people do. They're like, oh, I'm going into fat storage mode. There's something the other. If you are in a calorie deficit and you know you are eating less than you burn, you will lose weight. That is the single most fact law there is. And that's not to say that it's easy to do. That's the difference. That's the thing that people struggle with. It's easy to understand, just hard to implement. Um, So do not worry about that. Uh, The answer is no. Eat whenever you like, just as long as you are adhering to that fundamentals of fat loss of eating less than you burn. Uh, Rob, I've been training five days a week, mainly HIT classes and loving it. But can I ask, am I okay to go training some days twice a day, morning and evening? Only asking as I'm loving the gym at the minute and want to do it, but also don't want to die. <laughs> Thanks for the help and guidance, potential death stopping. Uh, Rob, each to their own. You know, if you've got the time to go to the gym twice a week, um may, and you're aware of how many calories that you're burning because of course if you're doing hit sessions and classes that can burn a lot of calories so make sure that you are fueling your body um you know one thing that I always say is look there's no such thing as over tra- uh, there's no such thing as overtraining per se there's just under eating because your body needs to be fueled and this is different for every single person some people shouldn't train twice a day because you know they're exhausted they're in a calorie deficit and that can be detrimental too much stress on their body. Um, you know people who have kids people who have other things which are going to take up their time probably shouldn't train twice a day because of course it's not needed. Um, but if you are enjoying doing it and you know how many calories you burn and you're eating enough food and you want to do it, then who am I to stop you from doing it you know as a bit of a perspective you know high-level athletes train four or five hours a day. They do different disciplines, different things, and, you know, boxers. You know, when I was, when I boxed for the army, I used to box in the army, we'd train about six, seven hours a day. We'd do boxing, we'd do skipping, we'd do hill, hill sprints, we'd literally be full-time training. Uh, when I was training for my charity events, like Box Shop and Peverest the Backwards Run, my average training day, and this is why I, I haven't done a charity event for a while, but because for three months, I trained like an athlete. You know, the minimum I train bar rest days is two to three hours a day. When I'm slowly building up, when I'm training, I'm training sometimes like six to eight hours in a day. I'm doing swimming, I'm doing running, I'm doing lots of different conditioning and stretching stuff. So, the thing that I'm doing as well whilst I'm training and doing that is I'm eating a lot of food. If I'm, tra- you know, if I'm training six to eight hours a day, I'm probably eating four and a half to five thousand calories a day. You know, you hear the old Michael Phelps 10,000 calories a day. It's because he was training for hours and hours and hours in the pool. Um, so that's why I say there's no such thing as overtraining, just under-eating. Of course, there is overtraining. If you're new to training, don't train six to eight hours. But if you enjoy it and you've built it up um, and, you know, you're you're fueling yourself, then uh, by all means. Heidi, when is the next shred? There is, the next shred in my diary, okay, is... Um, is the Santa Shred next year? Um, you know, last year I was not too sure if I was going to do Santa Shred next year, um, and I, you know, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy keeping on track. I really enjoy keeping you on track. So I will be bringing the Santa Shred back next year. So that is a, go, okay, uh, an awesome thing. Um, will I do another shred during the year? I don't know. There is potential plans to do a summer shred around you know, around that kind of March, April time, we shall see. Okay, we shall see. But just having your head that um, the next one is going to be Santa Shred 2023. Um, so that's all I can say for now. But my mind, my mind can be changed. It all depends on what people want. Okay, and it all depends. You know, what this is one of the reasons that I bought the Santa Shred, but because I, you know, had a feel and I was just like, people need this. This is the perfect time of year to to keep people accountable because it's the hardest time of year, and um, and a lot of people benefit from it. So I'm doing people a disservice not uh, bringing this back each year and keeping people on track for the silly season. But I will let you know as soon as I do. You on you know you're on my email list, so anything that I will be doing, I will be keeping you in the loop. Uh, Stephen, uh, big shout out to. Them. This amazing group, smashing the weeks and the support within the group is incredible. Let's accelerate into week four and keep this momentum up. Hell yes, hell yes. DJ Airhorn, it might be a bit loud on the podcast, so apologies, but (coughs) can't get enough of that DJ Airhorn. Matt, how do you manage calories when you're on holiday? My response to this is two things. If you're on the Santa Shred and you're on holiday, one of the things that I tend to do um, or if I'm watching my calories and I'm on holiday, is I tend to eat just proteins and um, proteins and vegetables most of the holiday. The only carbs I normally have is in the uh, morning, but I normally stick to, like if I'm going to Greece and places like that, I normally stick to like cheeses, proteins and, and salads. That's how I deal with it. And then my carbs are usually made up with alcohol. I'm being honest, you know, red wine, uh, I normally have in gins. So my carb allowance is usually factored in with alcohol. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, and, and I think this is an important one. Now if you're on the Santa Shredder on holiday, that's a different ball game. But one of the things about holiday, one of the things about living a healthy lifestyle is that you're not panicking when you go on holiday. Because if you overeat a little bit, you overeat. That's fine. Because when you get back from holiday, you're just back into your normal routine of enjoying things, going to the gym, eating healthily, stretching, working out. And it's only a week or two, maybe three, when you're back to where you were before the holiday. So is it worth the stress while you're on holiday, you know, worrying about those things? The answer is, like, to me, no. Um, One thing that I do enjoy doing on holiday, and actually, you know, I do stay in pretty good nick on holiday, because if we have a kids' club, then the kids go to the kids' club, and me and Anna, we love going to the gym. So we normally drop the kids off in the kids' club, go and hit the gym. So we get some really good gym sessions in when we're on holiday. And because I've got two kids, I'm in and out the pool all day. I'm chasing them about. So I'm getting my steps in. I I notice most of the time when I'm on holiday, I get about 15,000, 20,000 steps in just from chasing the kids around. So for me, having a few more, you know, alcoholic drinks each evening is fine because I normally have less carbs. I'm eating good quality food when I'm on holiday, I'm moving a lot and I'm training most days and I'm in the sun and one of the biggest factors about the holiday, okay, and this is what a lot of people forget about the holiday, is the level of reduction in stress, the level of reduction in stress, okay, getting vitamin D, getting sunlight, relaxing, getting enough sleep, you know, all of these things that the body is just thanking you for. So, You know, eating a bit more whilst also getting all of those good things is not going to be detrimental. It's only going to be a benefit. But if, of course, you wanted to keep on track, move more, be a bit more conscious with your food and make sure you're hitting that holiday gym if they do. And if not, um, I like to do some body weight workouts. I like to take a band with me um, and some other little bits like that and an ab wheel and do some little circuits each day, which I find work really, really well. So I hope that helps. Yes, uh, tips for the holidays, post centreship tips for celebration days and damage control. I think one of the most important things when it comes to Christmas, like Christmas tips, okay, when it comes to staying on track. Firstly, understand that, you know, Christmas is pretty much only three days. Okay, it's not for me, it's New Year's, uh, sorry, it's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and New Year's Eve. So four days um, Christmas Eve normally I have a few extra drinks in the evening I normally I'm normally working it's on a Saturday so I'm gonna have my normal Saturday probably gonna go to the gym and train um, Christmas Day is right off for me and by write off I don't mean I'm stuffing my face I don't care you know I'm having probably a couple of pints of Guinness with the old man uh, in the pub before Christmas dinner Christmas dinner pudding the lot Extra booze, but normally, uh, and then Boxing Day, I've got normally my family come around, so that's fine, you know. And then during Boxing Day, between Boxing Day and uh, New Year's Eve, I'm back in my normal routine normally, so I'm back to training, uh, back doing my thing, and actually putting the um, putting the calories to good use. So I normally hit harder workouts. I normally go for a run. I normally get a bit more cardio in. Um, so, that for me is damage control by not beating myself up over Christmas, realizing that I'm only, you know, probably going to kick the arse out of it for four days, but making sure that I'm putting that extra fuel to good use in the gym um, and I'm moving more. Now, every single person's different. And this is one thing I do want to say if, you know, if you really struggle with nutrition and you can't just have like a day off because it's just going to spiral into a week then you need to adopt a different strategy okay you you need to find the strategy that works best for you and some people who really really know that if they have one day off or two days like Christmas day and boxing day that literally that's them for two weeks I would have a little bit more you know routine and structure to those days okay certainly enjoy some things but limit yourself and This is knowing yourself. This is the self-awareness that you need because every person is different. So if you're a person who knows if you have two days, it's just going to spiral, give yourself some structure. Um, Great question. James, um, interested in opinion on sleep and fat loss. Um, One of the things I would say with sleep, and this is so important, that when you have less sleep, you, you're grouchier, you have less energy, um, you're less focused and all of those things means that you probably move less, you probably have more stress and if you have all of those things and you don't eat food, as in like you don't eat more than you're supposed to, then you won't gain weight but it's a lot more difficult and the reason it's a lot more difficult is you're more tired, you're more you know stressed and all of those indicators normally make you eat things because when you're lacking in energy and your brain is getting foggy it will shoot you and whisper in your ear to go and grab some carbs go and grab some sweets go and grab some stuff um which is going to cause you to gain weight but when i've had like an example of this um I was at, I was fitness mo- I was fitness model shredded in 2016. Okay, I was literally three pounds three or four pounds off stage weight. I was shredded, and I was getting about three or four hours sleep a night, working, um, and getting hardly any sleep. Some some days only getting two hours. Some and I would. I would literally like sometimes only get two hours sleep for like two weeks and then um, I would wake up and it'd be like two o'clock in the afternoon and I'd set my alarm for like 5am and I'm not saying that's a good thing, that's really, really bad but did sleep affect my fat loss? No. What happens with me and stress is my appetite goes so I eat less food and I normally train a lot more so actually, you know, Stress for me causes me to lose a lot of weight. So sleep and fat loss affects people in different ways. But also understand that sleep is probably the most important thing in the world that you should be focusing on getting for life. Okay, for improvement of life, getting enough sleep is the biggest factor. Full stop. Okay, so that's that's just my opinion, by the way. Okay, Trina. Um, I keep getting the headspace of this is good enough. I'm eating within my weekly allowance and completing all the gym workouts, but I'm feeling like I can do more uh, and a little underwhelmed with the results I'm seeing. Uh, As you said, you're stuck playing comparison. Do not compare with others. Uh, I'm using my stress at work and in my personal life as an excuse that my effort is enough. Um, Though I know I'm capable of more, I'm struggling between I should push myself further or appreciate what I'm accomplishing, which I'm having a hard time doing. Do you have any advice? Everyone's going to be different on this trainer. And I think one of the most important things to understand is this. You know, we can always push more. We can always do more. But sometimes the juice isn't worth the squeeze. You know, there'll be someone on this Santa Shred that is absolutely killing themselves. Regardless of what I've been trying to say time and time again, there'll be people that are um, overtraining, under-eating, and might get to the end of the six weeks with fantastic results, but they did it, in unsustainable ways. And although they're going to feel great at the end of the Santa Shred, they didn't listen to what I said. Um, and by the end of this, they're probably going to be back to square one by the end of December because the thing that they're doing at the moment isn't sustainable. They're going too hard. And sometimes it's not about what's achieved in six weeks. It's sometimes looking back over the last three or four months and going, okay, cool. Well, did that help me or hinder me? And a lot of that comes down to you pushing too much. So you've got to be asking yourself, okay? Because th- you might be on that scale of going, you know, if I push more, yes, okay, I might lose a bit more weight in the next three weeks, but am I going to be happier? Am I going to be doing things which I can continue to do over Christmas? And the uh, if the answer is no to that, then of course, don't like push harder. But if you think, no, actually, I've got another gear. I've got another gear and I want to step it up. I know, and from what I can hear in that, there is a gear there so make a little tweak this week see how you get on and here's the thing about a tweak if if you make a tweak and you, and you have a an entire week of it going yeah i pushed too hard this week you, you can always back off you can always add a few calories on more okay just because you take the 100 calories off doesn't mean that's it it's gone you can put it back on if it's if it's making you feel shit so i would say based on what you said there make a little tweak Push it up a little bit more next week. See how you feel. And then test and adjust from their trainer. So I hope that helps. Chris, is it essential to have protein or protein shake after your training? And the answer is no. It's essential to have pr- enough protein each and every day. But immediately after your workout, no. There is no magical anabolic window, which I used to think many years back. that You've got to sink your protein shake at least 30 minutes after your workout. You don't. Okay, it's about six hours, seven hours. So as long as you are hitting your protein intake each day, seven days a week, you know, for the entirety of this, that's what matters over the specific timing. Um, so no, it's totally up to you. I don't have a protein or protein shake after my training. I normally have breakfast. Okay, but if you want to, like if you're training in the evening and you want to have something afterwards, um, that would probably be... Good. And it's not just about the protein. You know, if you are training in the evening, you're depleting your glycogen. Um, so you want to fill up your carbohydrate stores again, rehydrate, and have some protein before you go to bed. So, but it's not like if you don't, it's detrimental. What matters is the grander scheme of what you're doing each and every day. Uh, Michelle, will your results be delayed if you're only getting two workouts in a week so far? And the answer is no, because every single person's different. You know, you can have two workouts a week and get great results. You can have three workouts a, a week and get great results. You can have four workouts a week and get great results. Every person's different. So if you're only able to get those two workouts in a week and you're in a calorie deficit, um, you're enjoying your training, you're eating good quality food, you're getting your steps in, carry on doing it. Fantastic. There is no delay because it's what it is that you're doing. So um, I hope that helps, Michelle. Okay, Paul. Um, as my weight loss starts to plateau should I drop further calories or look the exercise more with the more exercise option uh, encourage more toning not necessarily I mean th- the kind of definition of toning is this if you are building muscle and you know, if you've built muscle and you're in a calorie deficit and you're dropping body fat you're going to look more toned because you know more muscle definition less body fat equals looking more toned so toning is this is, is, is this, uh, this word which is just like oh, uh, you know People wanting to change their body composition. Now, how you change your body composition is going to the gym, resistance training, focusing on building muscle, giving yourself adequate amount of fuel. Um, And once you build that muscle, of course, having low enough body fat levels to see uh, the lumps and bumps, shall we say. So it's totally up to you. You either, of course, can eat less calories, as in make a reduction, or you might want to increase your steps. Whichever one is the best for you, based on your lifestyle. If you can't get those steps in extra, then make the tweak with the calories. I personally always like to move more instead of eat less. Um, But if it's not a viable option, I'll always just drop those calories. So I'd make a small tweak this week. Badly, uh, I seem to fatigue really quickly when lifting weights always have done aerobically I'm fine why is that it could be a number of reasons it could be depending on when you train um, if you're training in the morning ask yourself are you well hydrated um, something that I that, that's made a massive difference in my training in the morning is I have a hydration drink like a, a, a sugar-free hydration drink I use um, those little hydration tablets and they've got all like um, a lot of minerals and vitamins in, and it's got a lot of sodium and salt in it. It's got about a gram of salt in this little thing. But though I have breakfast after my workout, um, I have one of those, and it gives me re- you know, having salt when you work out does give you really good muscular pumps and it does allow me to train properly. So make sure that you're properly hydrated depending on where you are um and you said like lifting weights um fatiguing really quick quickly what do you mean is that are you not hitting the rep range is it because you're lifting too heavy there'll there'll be a number of reasons for that um and you know i couldn't say i'd have to have a look at your form and i have to have a look at what you're doing um and i'd actually have to visually see what it is um that you're struggling with there because it could be a technique thing um rather than a you know an endurance thing it might just be that you need to you know, build up a lot more strength, a lot more muscular endurance to build that up. Um, every single person is different, though, Brad. Um, so, t- and, and once again, it depends on when you're training as well. If you're training early in the morning, it might be because you're dehydrated. Okay. Um, until I can visually see that, I won't know. Abigail, uh, will it get easier this week? Wobble week was hard to stay in the right mindset every week is going to be different okay i mean some people might experience a wobble in week 4 some people might experience a wobble in week 5 one thing i do want to say though is that we are in that halfway point this isn't the time to ease up on the pedal okay we're halfway through the race so you know it's important to get refocused um get some drive don't get complacent because then what will happen is a lot of some people will have had a bit of a wobble just gonna add the wobble sound in week three and they have this kind of relief i'm over wobble week and then they get surprised surprise wobble in week four and they're like oh i'm not supposed to have it wobble week was last week you're gonna get wobble days throughout your life okay you're gonna get lots and lots of wobbles and it's what you do with those wobbles that makes the difference because some people allow those wobble days to turn into wobble weeks and those wobble weeks to turn into wobble months. So it's checking yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, so, And one of the biggest things that I have found is 100% of the time when I've had a bit of a wobble for the day, I'm always better after I've had a good night's sleep. Always. So sleep on it. And I say, look, I've had a wobble. I'm going to say fuck it to all of this. But before I do, I'm going to get a good night's sleep and see how I feel in the morning. I guarantee you'll feel better in the morning. Okay, so um, if you've had a hard week, remember what I say. You don't learn anything from a perfect week. Learn the lessons. And let's go into this week four with um, a great attitude, knowing that if we do get a wobble day, we can just sleep on it and get over it. Uh, Okay, Charlotte. If I'm not seeing the loss I'm expecting, can I lower calories slightly? If you're doing everything, tracking everything, hitting all your steps and workouts, then yes, make a small tweak this week, 100 calories. Uh, Philip, my weight is going up. Am I getting more muscle? So way more. If your weight is going up week after week for the last three weeks, the chances are you are not in a calorie deficit. Um, Yes, you can if you are new to the training stimulus, gain some muscle over this six weeks, but a lot of your weight gain, if it keeps going up, Um, is because you're eating too much. So make a tweak with your calories if fat loss is, of course, hopefully, what it is that you're focused on. Matthew, top three go-to snacks that don't damage your day. I will give you my three, um, which are here for those of you watching it back on the podcast. Um, Top left there is what's called the Snack Organization Sweet Chili Rice Crackers. You can get these from Sainsbury's. They're in like the biscuit section. And If you like, you know, these are not super spicy, but if you like kind of um, sweet chili things like I do, these rice crackers, an entire section of that, as you can see on the label, an entire section, which is about 15 of those rice crackers is 106 calories. They are a great savory snack. Okay, so if I'm craving something savory, um, I probably have one row of those a day and it's 106 calories. I bloody love those, okay? So if you want to add those as a snack, um, the Snack Organization Sweet Chili Rice Crackers. Uh, on a special offer on Amazon, they had the Mars High Protein Chocolate Bars. They're okay. They've got these new salty caramel ones. I think they're like, 12 for 22 quid or something like that um, I'm sure they're probably in the Black Friday sale so I I have some of the Mars high protein and of course you all know that on the right they are the high protein chocolate mousses from Aldi so if I'm looking for a chocolate fix I would tend to have one of those protein mousses or one of those chocolate protein yogurts uh, they do have a caramel one as well and I and the caramel Aldi high protein yogurt thing mousse whatever it is is Delicious. So they are my three go to whilst I'm on uh, the Santa Shred. Uh, Debbie, I still get confused with the weight of weights, i.e., dumbbells. Uh, If, say, there is six kilograms in each hand, is that six total or 12 kilograms? Debbie, this is a fantastic question. The first reality is it, it doesn't really matter because you're tracking it yourself. So, however, you're tracking it and you're aware of how you track it, that's absolutely fine. When it comes to dumbbells, it is this if I pick up two six kilogram dumbbells and I'm doing alternate bicep curls, the weight which I log is six kilos. And the reason that we log six kilos is because we're lifting it with one arm. Okay, we're lifting it with one arm, so it's six kilos. If I then suddenly turn those alternate, um, alternating bicep curls into dual arm shoulder presses, that weight would equate to 12 kilos. And the reason that it would obviously equate to 12 kilos is because we're pushing both weights up at the same time. So if you are pushing or pulling a single weight, then what you do is you log that weight on a dumbbell. If you are pushing both of those dumbbells at the same time, log the combined weight because you are pushing the combined weight of the dumbbells rather than one single. So I hope that makes sense. But does it matter in the grand scheme of things? As long as you're aware of what it's saying and you're progressing with it, that's all that matters. Uh, Fraser, um, how to keep up the gym while uh, recovering from a stay in the hospital or what would be the best thing to focus on to get where I want by the end? Um, Fraser, like with yourself, like if you've had... Uh, time in hospital or you've had a little setback I wouldn't like focus on I need to get my gym workout in I would focus on if you can uh, of course safely get the gym workouts um, in then of course get them and if not then you know if I was had a little bit of a setback I'd be focused on my nutrition steps because I know that that's going to make a difference with my weight loss um, rather than right I need to hit the gym okay so I would say calories, movement, gym. And if not gym, calories, movement. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Michael, uh, do you feel like there is more benefits from working out in the morning before work than after? So it's up to the, it's up to the person. You know, for me, it depends on the time. You know, if, is training early in the morning better than let's just say training after work at say six pm? Yeah. And the reason being isn't because of anything other than the fact that the gym is less busy so I can get all my workout in early in the morning when compared to maybe 6pm. So it's how busy the gym is that can make a difference in your training, not just on how you feel. Um, some people can't lift heavy in the morning because you know they don't get a good breakfast in, they're fasted. I do, um, but I have quite a few carbs in the evening. If you're an early morning goer I would save some carbs for the evening so your glycogen levels are stocked ready for your workout in the morning. Um, So it doesn't really matter in the grander scheme of things. The only thing that I've really noticed a difference in my training is I can probably lift a little bit heavier on my legs when I train in the afternoon than when I train in the morning. That's it. So if I want to progress with my squats, if I want to progress with my legs and I'm focused on you know pbs as in increasing my volume you know better in my squats it's probably better for me to do that in the afternoon but i'd probably do that on a weekend rather than my normal routine which is early in the morning for the gym because it's finding the routine that works for you um so the benefits are going to be different you know if i turn around to you and said okay, it's been scientifically proven that you get a 10% increase in the afternoon if you train than in the morning, but you can't train in the afternoon, but you can't get on any equipment, but it stresses you out, then that 10% turns into a 50% reduction because of all the other factors. So it's not more beneficial for you because from a routine, a habit and a lifestyle point of view, um, it's even more detrimental. And that's why I keep always going back to this enjoyment of something, you know, enjoyable, maintainable, and sustainable. Uh, Does the time of the month affect the scales for women? And the answer is yes. You know, during your menstrual cycle, you'll probably hold on to a lot more water. Um, Other things that will happen, of course, you'll have a lot more cravings. Um, You know, your hormones are fluctuating as well. So you'll have a lot of maybe energy dips, Um, stress levels will go up. Lots of different things are happening. However, if you are still eating less food than you burn, you'll still lose weight. Even though a lot of when you're jumping on the scale, you get some bloating, you know, this, that, and the other, um, that the scale doesn't show that you've lost weight. In fact, it shows that you gain weight. The only weight that you've probably gained is water, okay? So it's understanding and saying to your head when you're coming into that menstrual cycle um, that, you're going to see two or three pounds on the scale for the next five to seven days. And that's absolutely fine because it doesn't mean that you're not losing weight. It just means that you're carrying a bit more water during that stage. And if you do manage to keep in that uh, calorie deficit, then you will continue to lose weight. And what you'll probably notice is after you finish your period, you're oh, I've just dropped three pounds. And it's probably because um, you've dropped that water weight. Uh, so the answer is basically yes. Michael, do you feel that there is more benefits from working out in the morning before? Oh, yeah, sorry. I, um, yeah, do I offer anything to follow post-Santa Shred? As already mentioned, um, I'm going to be doing a some workout programs during December and January. I'm going to be doing a little offer for you guys to carry on after the Santa Shred where you're going to get um, Facebook group. You're going to get some accountability on a weekly basis with me. And uh, we, you know, we'll have a little bit of focus in Jan. Also, as I already mentioned, I am doing a live event, which I haven't announced yet. You're the first people to hear it on the 14th of January um, in Leicester. And it's my first ever Mindset with Muscle event. Um, so very much focused on body, life, um, everything, transformation, super, super excited. And uh, if you do carry on with us during the December, January, you'll get a free ticket for that as well. Um which I'm very very excited about. So the answer to that is yes. Mark, water tracking. Do we count squash fizzy water apart from the calories? Uh, if you, if I'm saying get two to three litres in, and half a litre of that is <laughs> probably not the best, but half a litre of that is black coffee um, and all the other thing. Yep, that's absolutely fine. You know, have your coffees and drinks, everything. Have that into your water allocation as well because there is water in it, of course. Uh, so the answer is yes. But, you know, with fizzy water, I have a lot of fizzy waters. You know, the fizzy waters, they're not too bad. Like a litre bottle, you know, like I I have this kombucha, okay? So this for the entire bottle, so this bottle, which I normally, you know, sometimes they're bloody expensive. Um, But that is, I think that's 750 ml, about that. And that's two calories per 100 ml. So there's 14 calories in that bottle. Um, And there's probably about 14 to 16 calories in some sugar-free fizzy drinks. So it's not too bad. But if you had three bottles a day, um, that's about, you know, 45, 46 calories a day. Compounded over time, of course, that's going to add up. But um, yeah, if things have got calories in, make sure that you're tracking them because they all add up when compounded over time nadine please do you have any suggestions for good swaps alternates for burpees i've been trying but struggled so i usually switched for inchworm burpees instead if you want to do inchworm i i don't know about you i think inchworm burpees can be a little bit more difficult than burpees sometimes um i do full burpees so i go down to the floor and touch my chest on the floor anna does um the actual the official way to do a burpee okay, the official way, the guy who invented burpees, there was an actual guy who invented burpees, okay, and I want to kill him when I meet him, I think he's already dead actually, that's probably bad to say, um, but he invented the burpee which didn't have chest to the ground, okay, you put, you extended your arms, you jumped out and you jumped back in, two options you can do, you can do inchworm burpees or you can do squat frosts. so either the walking out and walking back part of the burpee, um, so you're not, you know, jumping onto the ground, or go to the ground, um, bring your feet back in, bring your feet in, bring your feet out, squat thrusts. Um, either or of those um, will be perfectly fine. Uh, Michael, how do I soundtrack when I've had a bad day or week and feel like giving up? I think this is the most important thing. Is like these days are about framing them. Okay, these days are here to test you to see how bad you want it, and I think. One of the things that I shared yesterday was the valley of disappointment, okay? So this was from James Clear. And what he says is that, you know, this valley of disappointment is the, the arrow that you see that's straight, okay? That's the arrow which you think is going to happen when you see progress, okay? So you think results are going to be linear. The longer the time, the higher the result. And that's not necessarily true. Um, and this is where people's expectations are high, So sometimes when you have a bad day, um, you're in this kind of valley of disappointment and you want to say, fuck it. Um, And if you look at this visualization, it's all about knowing that, look, if you can keep patient, persistent, not allow one bad day to affect you um, and keep going, your results will be exponential. And I always love this kind of analogy. If you're driving and you get a puncture in one tire, You don't go out of the car and slash the other three. You just fix that one tire. If I'm eating spaghetti bolognese and I spill a bit of spaghetti bolognese down my top, I don't grab the rest of the plate and chuck it down me. I just try and clean up that little bit that I spilled. If you have a bad day on the Santa Shred and you go, fuck it, and then you either don't do well the rest of the week Or you just don't bother for the rest of the Santa Shred. That's very much like you slashing the three tires and chucking the whole plate of spaghetti bolognese down you. One bad day will not affect you in the grander scheme of things. It's what you do the next day and the next day and the next day. So look at these days as they're testing you. And everybody gets a wobble day. Everybody gets a bad day. And it goes back to what I said. Whenever I've had a bad day, it's always better when I I have a good night's sleep. So keep with it, Miguel. Keep with it. Anthony, uh, my evening meal is the highest in calories and carbs, but due to family commitments, I don't have it until quite late, 8.30ish. Can this impact weight loss um, as I'm then going to bed around 10, so not very long to digest? Um, Should I look to have a lighter meal at this time of day um, and increase carbs during the day? And the answer is no. You know, one thing that eating a lot of carbs in the evening does is it helps increase serotonin levels, which can help you sleep. Also, I think Anthony I, I actually see Anthony in the gym. Um, and he trains early in the morning. So actually, you're training early in the morning. It's a great strategy to have lots of carbs before you go to bed because that is gonna be stocking up your glycogen ready for the workout in early in the morning. So the answer is no, it will not hinder your fat loss because it's about calories in calories out in the grander scheme of things over a period of time and this is so important to understand that some people notice that when they're eating late that when they weigh themselves that they're heavier and of course because if you've had a lot of carbs and for every gram of carbohydrates you store three grams of water and you weigh yourself in the morning you're going to be heavier but you actually might be lighter at lunchtime you know who knows Um, so sometimes people have heavier weekends, let's just say, and then they go and weigh themselves on Monday and they're like, I gained a pound. I'm like, no, you didn't gain a pound. You just ate more carbs this weekend than, um, than you did during the weekday. So you're storing a lot more carbs and water, which is why your weigh-in on a Monday is slightly higher. And this is why it can sometimes be great to weigh yourself daily and then divide that by seven to get the average because your weight does fluctuate throughout the week. Um, but the answer is no. Okay, simple answer to that is no. Um, I have a lot more carbs in the evening. Um, I have a heavy breakfast. Um, but as long as I'm in that calorie deficit and hit my macros, uh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, despite what so many people say. There's a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot of low-carb people that talk about, oh, don't spike your insulin because, you know, that's fat storage. And basically what this is, you know, fat storage and fat loss are two things. There's thing something called lipolysis and lipogenesis. I won't get into it. But a lot of people say, oh, you know, if you keep spiking your insulin levels, you keep going to fat storage mode. What happens when you sleep? You you, you drop body fat because you're not eating, okay? So regardless of how many times you spike your insulin levels, your insulin insulin levels aren't spiked for quarter of the day because you're asleep. Um, And most things get regulated uh, when you do sleep. Um, So the reality is do not worry whatsoever. Okay, Neil, dropped 100 calories, added another 2,000 steps, hitting or just over protein every day. Um, I've always been under daily calories. Um, Track everything down to the milk in the coffee, exactly the same weight. Um, Neil, what's the decision? If you are doing everything that you said you're doing, which I have no doubt you are, make a small tweak this week of 100 calories. And rock and roll let's get into week four Emily do you have a minimum baseline i.e the minimum um, you would do on days that you've got a lot on um work on other commitments I sometimes get a bit down to myself when I don't get as much in um it comes back to this like I don't look at what I'm doing day to day I look at things that I'm doing week to week and month to month okay because if you're looking at things on a daily basis it's not the day like it's not the daily thing that's going to affect the overall thing it's what I'm doing overall so if I have a bad day, that's not too bad because I can make it better the next few days. So that's why I like to have a weekly review, have a look at some days that I've had bad days and look at ways I can prove it next week, but span out. And that, you know that's where a lot of people go wrong with calorie counting. They're like, oh, I messed up my calories today, so I've ruined everything. It's like, wait, if you expanded out over seven days, you haven't done that much damage because we can rectify it over the next few days and it's the same if I miss a workout if I don't get something in if I have a bit of a wobble day I just expand out and that's really really helped me look at things from a longer perspective and that ladies and gents is the end of our uh, Q&A session and I just want to say ladies and gents that we are halfway in Mm -hmm. No, that one. (laughs) We are halfway through the Santa Shred. Three weeks down, three weeks to go. Really, really hope you're enjoying it so far. What I want from you over the next three weeks is, you know, if you've had a bad week this week, let's get refocused. We've still got three weeks. We've still got plenty of time. Don't go to extremes in this three weeks. I want you to stay on track. I want you to be thinking not only the next three weeks, I want you to be thinking into Christmas. I want you to be thinking, right, You know, are the things that I'm doing now on the Santa Shred, am I going to be able to do them for the entirety of 2023? And if the answer is no, maybe slow down a little bit. If the answer is yes, then keep with the pace. There's been a few things where people have said to me, I think I can do more next week. Let's, let's, let's have it. Let's do it. Let's go but not so much that you're just going to be exhausted at the end of these three weeks. You know, the biggest thing for me on this Santa Shred is that I'm teaching you habits, routines, and, and things which you enjoy doing and you can see yourself doing long after the Santa Shred. And we're only halfway in. We've still got another three glorious weeks. And as I already said, um, as a little sneak peek, Every last few Santa Shreds, I haven't had anything afterwards uh, because I wasn't too sure if I'm doing uh, another Santa Shred. I'm going to do another Santa Shred next year because I've loved this one so much and everybody needs it. But not only that, I know that people need some accountability over December and January too. So I'm going to be offering that at the end of the Santa Shred. And everyone who does carry on with us, as I said, I've got an event on Saturday, the 14th of Jan, which I'm super excited about because... um, I'm going to be really, really focusing on life transformation next year. Um, Very, very enjoyable. I'm going to be um, focusing on a brand new coaching program um, starting in Feb, which I'm very, very excited to reveal. And uh, looking forward to doing more events next year um, to help people with their bodies and their brains uh, and their life. And every person who does carry on with us will get, a free ticket to that event. And it's going to be an awesome one. Um, It's not just going to be a seminar. There might be some uh, cold tanks there for you to have a dip into. Um, There's going to be a few little challenges uh, involved in the day as well because you know my focus is to get you a plan of action for next year, get you out of your comfort zone and get you fully focused. So that's it for me, ladies and gents. Really hope you enjoyed that. And uh, let's rock and roll for week four, shall we? I can't wait. Um, It's going to go fast. Get focused. Uh, And we're back to week one stuff next week. So I want to be seeing you smash your numbers this week on your gym workouts beyond what you did in week one. And we're back to 15 second circuits this week. So short and sharp. Um, So get ready. That's it for me, and gents. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and I'll speak to you soon. Adios, amigos.